Hello everybody, welcome back to Witch Fix. Today we're looking at Witchfire by Laura Powell. This is the second book in the Burnmark series. I think there's only two books in this series. This is the second one. Uh, it's taken me a while to read because I didn't want to and that's sort of my main issue with it is that I found the opening quite slow and it was very hard to get into the book and it kind of made me a little bit bored so that by the time interesting stuff did start to happen I didn't really have the patience to read it. With that glowing recommendation I'm going to read you the blurb. Glory and Lucas are witches in a world where witchcraft is tolerated, just. Both have burdens to bear, Glory is heartbroken that her mother deserted her as a child, Lucas, whose own family prosecutes witches, must fight to prove himself. Now Glory and Lucas are being sent undercover on a terrifying mission. They must work together to hunt down a murderous terrorist organisation. But can they keep each other safe? That's not really what the book is about. Uh, to start with, it's like half the length of Burnmark. Uh, it's about 300 pages long, uh, which isn't long enough really because it has sort of two, three plot lines, um, which get rather confused when there's so little space for them to be drawn out and actually worked on. So part one of the novel is basically just a recap of where Lucas and Glory are recapping their whole like origin stories from the previous book in the series that they're still working with Wicca and frustrated that they're not being sent out on missions and then they're told that they are being sent to an exclusive Swiss private school which only takes a couple of students all of whom are supposedly secretly witches whose families are wealthy enough they don't have to get registered or any of that stuff or have their lives disrupted they just get sent away quietly to a private school um, while their family kind of deals with things or hushes things up. So Glory and Lucas are sent there and that's basically part one of the novel gone, like the first third of the book is just retreading the same old ground as the previous book and then them being told that they're going to Switzerland, which is all fine and dandy but then they don't stay in Switzerland, they're only there for the central third of the book and very little of consequence happens there. It's basically just a stepping stone to get them to where they actually need to be, which is a small South American nation where there is no Inquisition and there's a lot of uh, kind of witch versus anti-witch revolution going on. Everything's very unstable. And this is the region where they spend sort of the climax of the novel. And it seems where the plot has been trying to get them all along. But it has taken a very long time for them to get there. And I have consequently lost quite a bit of attention. Into this sort of plot, we've already got the plot of them trying to work out what's going on at this boarding school, whether it's to do with the terrorist witch organisation Endor. Then we're introduced to another plot, which is kind of a trailing plot end from the previous book, about the surgery, which can supposedly remove your fey and therefore leave you not a witch anymore. So they're on the trail of that as well. They're also trying to find Glory's missing cousin, Glory's missing mother, who, who disappeared years ago and who they can't find. Glory and Lucas's relationship grows romantically and then implodes when she finds out about all the secrets he's been keeping. A lot of characters are introduced at the private school. Only one or two are relevant to the plot. The rest just kind of disappear. There's just a lot of stuff going on and it feels like this is two books crammed into one book that isn't long enough, uh, which was slightly irritating and made it a little bit difficult to read because it still felt like it was going too slowly, even if a lot of stuff was happening. It gets very bogged down in people going to one location and then making a plan to go to another location and there isn't enough 
interaction between the characters because they spend so much of the time separately. Like in Burnmark, uh, Lucas and Glory were separate at the beginning of the novel, but then ended up sort of living in the same house and working together on a mission. In this, they're not together in London. Then in the Swiss boarding school, they're in separate wings. So they only see each other like briefly. And then she goes off to this other nation and Lucas goes back to London and then has to catch up with her and then they're split up again almost immediately. So the two main characters of the story don't spend a lot of time interacting with one another and all of the stuff that we've got to tease out, all of the stuff about the witch terrorists and the, the surgery people and the welfare of this entire nation and Glory's mother and all of this other stuff has to be unravelled in the final third of a book that isn't very long. So... I didn't have a great time with it, I'm going to say. There's still a lot of interesting ideas in there. The whole concept of there being somewhere where there's not an Inquisition was interesting. Some of the lore um, about like different kinds of witch work that feature in this is, is different to the previous book. Like They do different things. That's interesting. Some of it is annoyingly the same. Like The glamours are the same as obviously the ones they did in the previous book. And it's like, did we really have to go through the whole process of knowing how they make a glamour again? Probably not. Unfortunately, a lot of the opportunities to sort of look at how witches are treated in other foreign countries. So, for example, at the school, they have like a student from India, a student from China, a student from Russia and from America. And we don't really find out a whole load of stuff about them and what their world is like. They seem to be kind of very thinly uh, made characters, which rely a little bit on sort of national cliche uh, and it, it just doesn't flesh out in the way that the first book did because uh, it was so concentrated on London and it wasn't so much about trotting all over the globe to solve a mystery. It was about the actual characters and, and what they were doing and the witchcraft and the lore behind it. Then I think what kind of really put the nail in the coffin for my enjoyment is that by the end of the book, we're sort of back where we were at the end of the first one because Gideon, who was one of the bad guys from the original, like the first book in the series, just shows up again and captures Lucas again so that he can give him basically the same bad guy speech and it just feels like this we've already done this scene we've already seen it why are we seeing Gideon again and although he does you know meet quite a bad end which is gratifying I feel like maybe we could have had a, a different bad guy maybe we could have fleshed out the story a little bit more brought in some new players instead of bringing back the bad guy from the first book to do exactly the same shit all over again um so I wasn't wild about that. I would say I still recommend the first book. It is really enjoyable. I think maybe read it as a standalone because this one doesn't add like a huge amount. It basically just creates some problems to have its own plot or several plots so that it can get rid of some of the dangling ends from the first novel. Which if they, you know, if you really want to know that much about where Glory's mum is, read this book. But if you're satisfied with the fact that she's just disappeared don't bother because by the time you get to the end it's kind of underwhelming to to have that mystery solved to actually meet glory's mum i kind of saw it coming a mile away and then i wasn't really bowled over by her as a character she didn't seem to be very interesting or alive as a character we also get to meet uh, glory's cousin rose who was featured in the in the first book but again it's sort of going over old ground because rose's mum 
sacrifices herself in a blaze of fire to get vengeance. And basically her daughter does exactly the same thing in this novel. So it's sort of like partially reading the same book over again, which I didn't really enjoy that much. It might just be the mood that I was in, uh, that I was kind of hot and tired and bored and not very well and it made it hard to focus on the book and really give it my intention like there were some good bits in there but a lot of it was quite predictable and I feel like I enjoyed maybe 30% of the book and then the rest was just difficult to get through so I can't really say that I recommend it but I do, do still recommend the first one I think that one had such cracking original ideas I just don't think this one really adds that much to it I kind of wanted to be impressed by it. I had really high expectations, so maybe that's on me for going into the second book, expecting it to be just as good as the first one, when obviously what attracted me to the first one was all the original lore, whereas in a sequel, obviously, that lore is going to be the same, so it's not going to feel as original and different and cool anymore. So so there we go. That's been quite a short review because uh, there originally wasn't that much to talk about. But I also wanted to say, if you have other sort of witchcraft novels or, or books that are set in England, that would be really interesting to me. A lot of the ones I've been reading lately are set in America, and I found the British setting of this one quite interesting. So recommend those to me. You can do so in the comment section on YouTube, or you can email me or tweet me. And I'll just mention again that I have a book out. It's called Stranded. And it's a sort of, I guess you call it like a feminist thriller. It's set on an island where a bunch of people go for a reality TV show and then they aren't collected. And it's a lot about the sort of things they get up to there, how their society begins to fall apart. And it's also based a little bit in some folklore, some witchery and some herb lore. So plenty of that going on. It can currently be pre-ordered. There's a link in the description of the YouTube version and of the Castbox podcast version. So you just click that, it'll take you to a page, you can select wherever you want to buy it and you can pre-order it now. It's only 99p on Kindle, so if you want to get it on Kindle from Amazon, it's super cheap. Uh, but I can't wait for you all to read it and let me know if you do buy it, if you do read it. Uh, I'd love to see like your reviews or tagged pictures of it on Instagram or Twitter. It would be great. So don't forget to send those my way and recommend some other books for me to read and I'll see you in the next one.